Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Boss Man Show going to Spartanburg, South Carolina, up to Wofford, the Terriers. Coach Dwight Perry, he will be on the Boss Man Show. Coach Perry, how do you look up there in Spartanburg, my brother? It's doing well. It's doing well. I uh, just got back from Las Vegas um, recruiting and watching a couple of our former players in summer league. So, you know, uh, compared to 118 degrees of heat, um, you know, this 7580, I, I feel pretty good. I was making as well with some league uh, covering the Hawks, man. So yeah, that heat out there was uh, different. Ooh, it's different. You were one hundred percent right. There, there is, it's not a lot of humidity like it is in the South, but it's it's still hot. Yeah, one eighteen and one fifteen is one eighteen and one fifteen. It don't no matter how you slice it up, brother. You know how. <laughs> no question. Yes, indeed. Well, man, man, let me ask you, man, how's it feel, man, to be in this big chair, man? I know you got the job last year in the middle season, the interim coach, they ended up keeping you. So how is that process, man, trying to keep team to team together, you know, and not focus on your own personal career-wise, but focus on the team to get those 12 wins despite what went on behind the scenes? No, it was, uh, I mean, first, obviously, definitely fortunate. It feels really good um, to be have that full-time head coaching title. Um, to your point, you know, that was when we took over, obviously, like you just mentioned, there's a lot going on, you know, a lot of stuff behind the scenes uh, out in the open that you're just trying to figure out. And so, you know, myself and the rest of the staff, our number one thing was, you know, from now, right at the time when I took over to the very last game, we were just going to focus on the guys and just be there for them, right, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever they needed. And so in some ways, it kind of it, it was pretty helpful because it able, you were able to kind of streamline and focus on just what's most important, which is those guys and being there for them. And obviously when the season ended, 
you know, I think that's kind of uh, some of the anxiety starts to kick in. And you're starting to wonder, like, you know, am I going to be here as, you know, as my family, my wife and our two kids, are we going to have to move? You know, you don't know what's next. And, you know, when I was finally named the head coach, it was it was definitely a, a relief for myself and the rest of the staff. So, you know, now with the with our whole entire program, we can kind of move forward. Uh, and I think we have some great things ahead of us. Want to pursue? Let me ask you, Coach Perry. Like, I know what I was. I know what I was a co-host of a radio show. I was thinking, thinking about how I be. If I became the head dude in charge, have my own show. So for you, being loyal to, to the guys, who, the guys who you work for, but yeah, how did you kind of prepare in your mind for this opportunity that's that's arise for you right now? One hundred percent. I mean, that's a great question. I think you know a lot of the people that I've worked for in the past. I think everyone always says right you have to prepare to be a head coach before you're a head coach. And so, you know, throughout the whole, you know, season every year in your mind, you're saying, okay, this, you know, how, how would I handle this situation? Not that, you know, you're second guessing anybody, but in your mind, you're trying to understand, right. And put your, put your spin on things of how you as a head coach, you think you would handle those in the moment. And as we all know, right. It's easy to say that of how you would do and what you would do and what you would say, but, you know, when 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 you're in it and stuff is really going on and you have to make those decisions, sometimes quick, um, sometimes obviously really hard, right? That that's when you truly can get a chance to actually do it. And so as as prepared as I thought I was, it's still different and it's still on another level, right? When especially for my situation, you know, now we have the off season, we have spring, we have summer, we have preseason, we have non-conference and we have conference. You know, when we, when we took over in the transition, I mean, we were right there in the middle of the year and there's no like, hey, two or three weeks to get going from the time the, you know, decision was made that the former head coach was on leave to our next game. It was literally 24 hours and we were we were playing in a game so much so that we didn't even actually have a practice preparing for the team we played, you know, in our first game. But, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. That's not what our players needed, right? Our, our guys, they understood how to play defense. They understood the plays. If we were going to have any success in that game, it wasn't going to have anything to do with, you know, any of the plays and any of the walkthrough and shoot around that we did. And I honestly think that's a big reason why we were able to win that very first game is, you know, emotionally and mentally, our guys were, were able to kind of take a step back and not be so basketball, basketball, and they were able to just breathe and, honestly just be normal and process stuff and I honestly thought that was a pretty good lesson that I learned right then and there that I've kind of tried to come back to at certain times um, because I think it's really easy to get so fixated on what's next and what do we got to do and what do we got to prepare for that you kind of lose sight of the most important thing which is guys have to be able to play free you know be in a good space mentally and emotionally to be happy and have energy and that makes up way more for the knowledge that you know as coaches, we want to try to make them have. I think you kind of brought me back to some memories of my career. I know when I was a backup and I wasn't a starter or when I was a starter, but other guys was out, how those guys stepped up. Because I know when I was a backup, I just wanted to get out there and play. I wasn't worrying about – when we all played to ball together because certain guy was out who dominated the ball, right? We yeah. all had the ball moving and hopping. We wasn't worrying about who we wanted to play. So exactly. you're right. When things how it be injuries, adversity happens, guys are out or stuff, 
you usually do play play freer for those guys who are the backups or after it's all over, you just worry about you go out there and play like we all play. You love to play ball. Yep. So yeah. So what you said makes a lot of sense. I know I, in my career, I've seen what happened on both on both ends. Yep. One hundred percent. It's uh I mean, you can't you can't underestimate the value of guys being able to play free. And that's something that we stress a lot, you know, in the recruiting process and with our current guys, like you're going to make mistakes and you can't, you can't go out there and try to play mistake free basketball. Mistakes are going to happen. As long as you're playing hard, as long as you're being mentally and physically tough. And we're like, you just said, the ball's moving and we're trying to play together. Like the, 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 the only time, honestly, as a staff, we're ever going to get mad as a head coach. The most I ever get mad at guys is when they pass up shots that I think they should shoot. No, that's, that's when I get frustrated. I want guys to shoot more, especially when it's their type of shots. I don't want them out there over like second guessing. And, you know, we've all, if you've been around sports and you've been around basketball, we've all played for those coaches where you shoot a shot. And if it doesn't go in, you're, you're kind of looking at the sideline. You're looking at the bench. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to react. You know, you make a mistake. You're seeing like, what's coach going to look like? I, I knew kind of to your question earlier as an assistant and playing, if I was ever fortunate enough to be a head coach, like that was something that really stuck out to me. If I get that opportunity, I don't want guys that are out there playing, looking over to the bench when they make a mistake or they shoot a bad shot. I want them truly being free. Nah, you're right, man. I remember in high school, like those freshman, sophomore, I knew I didn't make my first two or three shots or whatever. I wouldn't make those court the rest of the night. Yeah. But as a junior and senior, I had latitude. I don't think that was right, but still. Right. <laughs> but, right. but the fact of the matter is, you didn't come off the bench warm or make make an impact. He was going to show the rotation since the second half. He wasn't going to play. Yep. No question. No question. So, no question. so, so I, what you say, I live. What you say, I live. You go like, yeah, man. Like that's no that's question. a good thing to know when you, when you take when you take a shot or it's a good shot. You miss it. Yeah. You still might get yanked and pulled. No question. No question. It's uh, that's one of those deals. Like you said, we've all we've all lived it at some point in our in some point in our career. No doubt, man. I'll ask you, man, tell me about the workouts you've been having, man, uh, having your spring and summer, having guys on campus kind of become more – I know Coach Perry, when I played, when I was on the summertime, I was more accountable to my teammates. When I'm by myself, I'm just going low, – low, I might loaf a little bit, right? I'm just being real mm-hmm. about it. But you with your teammates, you you, get on, you, you, know, you got, hold you accountable for the wind sprints and making your shot, doing doing your individual, individual work. And also, it can get you where you don't have to coach the effort and energy. If you yep. have player-led teams holding to the accountable, guess what the last thing you do is coach energy and effort, which you don't want to do as a head coach. No question. I mean, what you just said is is, is spot on. Like, we have having a player-led team, that's crucial. So right off the bat, you know, there's two things I think that are very unique for us, at least, or I feel like give us a great advantage. And number one, the player-led piece is important. No matter what we're doing, whether it's team, whether it's individual stuff, outside of that, I mean, there's not a day that comes by that we don't have three or four or five guys in the gym before 830. And that's nothing that the coaches are doing. That's player-led. Guys are getting in here on their own. They're bringing teammates with them. Like you just said, like they're 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 holding each other accountable. And it, the great part is it's not forced. It's not like that's something we're making them do. They genuinely want to do that. And we, we all know, I mean, as much as you can make someone be in the gym, you're only getting out of that person, but so much compared to if they're going to the gym 
and they're there for the same amount of time, but they're there because they truly want to be there. Right. It's it's night and day, right? The production you're going to get from that person. Same thing in work, right? We all know if we have to be somewhere because the boss says we have to be there versus if we genuinely want to be there, you're going to be a way more productive person because if it's internally what you want to do. Um, and that doesn't change just because it's basketball. And I think the second piece for us, you know, with the way the rules have changed here recently in the summer, we're still allowed to do team uh, activities on the court. And we still do have a component of that, but a big part. And I genuinely believe it's a big reason why we are really, really great at the skill development and player development piece in our program is even in the summer, you know, it's not like it's just all team stuff, right? For us, when the season starts in the fall, from basically October all the way to March, we're very team oriented, right? Whether it's five on five, whether it's offense, defense, it's team oriented. But in the off season, like you just spoke to, we're just trying to get guys individually better. And for us, right, if we can get you individually better just by 10% and I can get better individually 10% and the next guy and the next guy, right, that just that alone makes our whole team better. Even if not, if we're not getting better in the team dynamic setting in a five on five, just this one person working on a certain part of their game, just getting incrementally better. And then you times that by four years. I think it, it, the proof is in the pudding with where the guys we have coming in. Some are great coming in out of high school. Some, right, are probably not as great. But the, the reality is when they leave here, they're all great players for the most part. And I think a large part of that deserves goes to, uh, our players and the work they're putting in. But another component of that, I think, is the skill development piece that we really try to hone in on. And Coach Perry, how much is the new landscape here with the transfer portal NIL where you, you, you develop a stud player and then, and then those big boys come kind of pick them off, like use you as like the <laughs> the farm system pretty much. So how, mm-hmm. how, do, how do you balance that off? But also you can get better high school guys than two big guys Power five guys aren't looking for the high school players anymore. So how do you got to balance that those, those two competing dynamics we got going on college basketball right now? It's tough. I, I I tell you what, if you if you have the actual true real answer to that, you everyone needs to stop what they're doing. Whoever has it needs to go and, and pick the Powerball first off. That's right off the bat because you need to get a lottery ticket if you know the true answer to that. I think it's a it's an inexact science, right? It, it's it's. It's way more uh, a feel and nuance because I think the reality is you have to be creative. I think it's really tricky to be all or none. I think, you know, where you get into trouble if you say, I'm only going to recruit transfers. I'm not recruiting any any high school kids. I think, you know, there's definitely disadvantages to that. And you miss out on some really good kids that fit your program. And then if you swing the other way and say, right, I'm only recruiting high school kids. I'm not recruiting any transfers again. As we all know, there are situations where it is probably beneficial for both parties for a kid to transfer, right? All transfers are not bad. We all know that. Um, And so I think the most important thing goes back to we just we try to find guys that are great fits for Walford. And that's not going to be the same as a kid that'd be a great fit at another school, whether that's high major, mid major, right in the southeast, Midwest, West Coast. All we can do is identify kids that we know fit us. And then once we get them here, I think, again, all we can do and all you can try to do is try to provide the best opportunity and best environment for them. We're going to be around them. We're going to push them in a healthy way to be better as men, number one. We're going to help them in the classroom. 
And then like I already spoke on, we're going to provide them with a phenomenal blueprint of a skill development piece. And we're going to go for championships. And what comes after that, again, like you can only control what you can control. And I think for us, as we continue to move forward, I think the environment that we continue to create and foster, I think that is going to prove to be a really conducive environment for kids to have a lot of success here. Now, Coach, like you said, you can't really go all young because dudes are like 25, 25 seven years old. Playing oh, man. That's like a grown man versus the kids. <laughs> so you really, those who have, I feel bad for some schools and someone in your conference who have to recruit high school kids because I'm like, so many dudes, almost 30 years old out here. Oh, he man. 18, 19, that kid going to get destroyed just because that has a real grown man. So, like, it's like, so you really can't go all young. It's, but I know it's tough. To. I feel I feel bad. I feel I genuinely feel bad because there's there's a lot of really good high school players right at, at all levels that are getting boxed out of being able to play at the division one level because of just the numbers game. Right. That is college basketball right now with 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 transfers. Same with junior college players. Right. As we all know, there's I mean, and that and that therein lies the tough part about everyone's job. And, you know, it's I, I genuinely feel for high school players and the coaches because I think there's a lot of good talent right now that is just not getting the opportunity to play at the Division One level. And I'm thinking, this is my, my my thinking out loud, I think, Coach, that you may agree with this as well. Once the COVID year people wash out, yeah, it may improve a little bit more that after they wash out, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just like you said, just, just off the sheer amount of numbers of kids that are in college basketball right now, with COVID, they're just able to stay in college basketball, whether going up or going down. But um, once that changes, I definitely think that'll help some. Um, I, I, would, I would agree with you on that. And Coach, let's get man uh, about your scheduling. I know you probably have to get bought a few times, you, you and so, SoCon, but how tough is scheduling when Wofford is generally being good? And trying yeah. to get guys to come play you in Spartanburg because they don't want them to come there and take a loss. So are uh, you doing like more, more two for ones, home and homes, MTEs? How tough are trying to put that puzzle together free SOCON play, man? It's real tough. You know, everyone, I think a uh, uh, old adage is obviously recruiting is the most important part of college basketball and scheduling is probably number two. And to your point, it's hard. Obviously, we've the success the program has had over the years, it speaks for itself with the teams we've beaten uh, at all different levels, right? From Texas A&M last year, we're the only team to beat them at Texas A&M, right? In or out of conference. Uh, and obviously uh, all the other high majors that we've beaten in the past, it, it's tricky because when you, you factor in certain schools for different reasons, um, whether perceptionally, whether geographically uh, don't want to play you necessarily, or sometimes they do and, you know, the dates don't work out on our end or their end. Uh, it, it definitely it definitely can be a, a puzzle that's tough to put together. But, you know, having said that, I think we put together a really good schedule. We have some really good teams. Uh, we're, we're on the we're obviously at the tail end of processing and finalizing that. But I think um, combined with our MTE of where we're going, we're actually be going to an MTE out of the country and then some high major teams uh, that we get a chance to play that have some Wofford ties. I actually think it's going to be a pretty exciting uh, and a pretty, a, a really good schedule that's that's going to test us, allow our guys to play in some cool, cool venues, great atmospheres, and have us ready uh, for a championship run uh, in the SOCON. 
that's one for you, Coach, man. Though, on, on this show, man, we're foodies on this show. We love foodies. So tell me some cool spots to eat in Spartanburg, South Carolina, man, that, that you and your staff love, love, love to get up, man. Yeah. I mean, if you know me, you know I love food. Um, and unfortunately, it's probably not the healthiest uh, option. Same. Um, so if, if you're if if you're looking if you're looking for healthy, gluten free, dairy free, vegan spots, that's definitely my wife. She she will be able to point you in the right direction. Um, but no, I mean, there's a lot of great spots. You know, Wade's, um, which is right up the street from us, is really good. Uh, Cribs, uh, Southern Kitchen is really good. Um, you can't go wrong with either one of those. If you really, you know, you want to get into a, a really nice steak, uh, you can't go wrong at the peddlers, but there's a, there's a lot of really good spots here. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, people at each of those establishments probably know me pretty well right now. No doubt. And I got to tell you, before you go coach, man, like Atlanta just got a water burger and an burger. Yeah. Coach, I must tell you, I saw that we, that there are police and security. Directing you into the water burger in and out burger. I'm like, this, 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 this it's crazy, man. Like, wow. I ain't never seen. I know, I, I knew, I knew it happened at Chick Fil A. Then right. when I had a, it had a Popeye sandwich come out. But yeah, water burger. We got, we got security directing you into the water burger in and out burger to go to the drive drive through. And I'm like, I see it all now. No question, that's crazy. I tell you what, there's uh, you can't go wrong with a lot of food spots in Atlanta. That's for sure. No doubt, man. No doubt. With Coach Perry, man, thank you for your time of day, brother. I'm going to get your number offline off so I can see in contact with you, brother. But I'm here for you to cheer, cheer for you, man. I love to support Warford, man. And uh, anything you need from me, well, it's been close to Atlanta, man. And you've been so stuff. So we'd love to help you get some players come up there to play for you, man. I know you're a good brother, man. And I can tell you up there, great. I'll talk to somebody. This is, I'm old, Dan. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. It's all good. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. We uh we love Atlanta. Georgia, Georgia kids have always done well here. So we 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 definitely like hitting, we definitely like hitting Atlanta for sure. No doubt, Coach. Thanks for your time today, brother. We'll do this again real soon, my guy. Sounds good. What's up, good people? But online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Better Online. When the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.